Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I have an exceptionally special episode for you today. Something a little different. Outside the lines. That's where I like to color. And I have my fantastic feather-haired friend with me today. He is, and I know I say this a lot, but I mean it with all sincerity today, more than I ever have before, having a great hair day. A great, great, great hair day. <laughs> this guy looks like Hasselhoff just walked right off the beach. It's it's impeccable. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good, buddy. It, Thanks. It's honestly, Michael it's Windsor, it's by the nuts. way, in case I didn't introduce him it. to you. I've got a haircut near in my future. No, come I on. usually wait like six months in between haircuts. No, baby, let it grow. <laughs> let it grow. All right. Well, listen, I, I don't want to bog us down. I mean, I could talk about your hair all day, but we got to get right into it. My girlfriend is cooking dinner, and she's got a time clock on me and on the food. So I want to get into this awesome episode we have going on here. It's uh, I'm not really sure how it's come about. Mike's going to explain it to us a little bit. Our guest is going to explain it to us. But we have um, somehow, even though Mike and I can barely seem to put out an episode uh, and are holding this podcast together with toothpicks and bubble gum right now, we have stumbled into uh, some amazing relationships through our Industry Night podcast, and we have now been uh, kind of introduced to another great pod uh, that's kind of in the same theme of, of the bartending world, as well as this amazing bartending game that we've shared a little bit with you guys on, on social media if you follow us there. So this collabor- collaboration has been born out of that. We can't wait to share it with you. But as always, before we get into the meat of the show, Mike, what is new? What's going on in your life? Um, obviously, we're coming off a sweet Fourth of July weekend. Uh, did you do anything fun, buddy? Well, first, a little correction from this came from our industry night uh, happy hour, well, which is just, you can correct yeah, Google me. Google Hangout. Yeah. Just tell the people what's new. <laughs> damn it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, dude, we just haven't done this in forever. I know. So we're a there's a lot. My my brother got married. We oh, taught shit. a bunch of people to play Cracker Racket, you know, so. Cracker Racket? Yeah. Didn't you play that when you came down here? No. Is Three, that like throw... is that like where people smoke crack and play racquetball or <laughs> cricket or badminton or something? No, you stand on on the treehouse. You throw firecrackers down at people below with tennis rackets and they try and hit them back at you. It's that sounds like trash. some Kansas shit if I've ever heard of it. Right there. That <laughs> it is some, that is is. some wedding. Is that a strictly a wedding activity? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's what a age do you need yeah. to be to play a game like that? Is that like as the long type as you of thing? Can hold a, as long as you can hold a racket, you're Okay, good. so good we're talking like the ring bearer and the flower girl can hop in on this too. <laughs> Absolutely. This seems like it needs some like a decent bit of regulation. I'm not sure how safe it is, but you know, can't blame yep. me. You know, it's funny. Every now and then you surprise me in the what's new with something that really speaks to my own life that that I can connect with. And I didn't think I was going to connect with Crack a Racket or whatever you just called that. But, um, you know, I, I told the listeners a little bit about the new job that I have. And uh, at this new job, they actually let me hire people. Big mistake. But they do. And uh, one of the newer guys I hired, he, you know, was very adamant when I did the interview with him. I need to have off on 4th of July. And I was like, oh, cool. Is it a big holiday for you? You got some plans or something? He goes, uh, he's like, yeah, I bought a bunch of watermelons. I'm going to blow them all up. It's my favorite time of the year, baby. I was like, good for you, (laughs) At least he was honest, man. Yeah, good for you. So unlike uh, hitting, you know, uh, throwing M80s off a roof, what he does is he explodes the watermelons and then runs around and tries to catch 
them in his mouth as they rain down from the sky. It's a, it's you know an American pastime like none other. But <laughs> anyway, uh, that is some beautiful, wholesome. What's new for you people? Uh, if you had a great Fourth of July, or at least I hope you all did. Hot damn, Uncle Sam! The weather was outstanding here in Baltimore. Blue sunny skies. So I hope everybody enjoyed that celebration. Um, without further ado, let's get right into it. We usually have been bogged down by a lot of updates, but we're not going to do that today. Um, I just want everybody to know that we appreciate you. We thank you for listening. You are the thing that makes this show go. Um, we want to keep bringing great bartending stories uh, to all of you coast to coast, but it does not work if our community does not support us, follow us on social Give us, a, give us those reviews on all of our streaming platforms. So you guys have been amazing. And that's why we're doing this great collab today, because we think that you're going to be interested in, in this other show um, and some of these other cool people that we've met from doing this crazy thing. So um, I'm going to kind of turn the reins over to Mike. Mike is the one that has stumbled onto this beautiful relationship. Uh, but how did it really start, Mike? It was like we, we had done our industry night happy hour, and mm-hmm. randomly one of our listeners – uh, Chandler, right, had mm-hmm. kind of – she had joined us on the episode and said, you got to meet these guys uh, from this other podcast I listened to. And that, I, I can't remember exactly how it started. Yeah, no, that's it. And, yeah, it's the Industry Night Happy Hour, which if you don't know what that is, once a month we try to do a, a hangout like a Google Meet. We'll eventually do a Discord. But you can just hop in and hang out with Steve and I and shoot the shit and tell us how much we suck, suck at uh, podcasting. Drink which is drinks, what Chandler – Chandler. Know. I asked first thing I asked Chandler when she came in was when she told us when she listened to the podcast, I was like, sorry about the, the sound quality. How's it been? She's like, oh, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm sorry i it, it makes me like thank you so much chandler for sticking through it and everyone else who's stuck through all that crappy audio to get where we are but anyway she so shout out to chandler and then she is the creator and distributor i believe of the herd card game um which uh, is basically it's like cards against humanity but for the service industry yep, that's h-e-a-r-d people herd as in if you work in the restaurant business i need 17 beers on table two Heard. Heard. <laughs> All right. And, and she's also a very, very talented chef in her own right, um, has had a, a storied industry career, and I think that's really why she connected with our show. Um, mm-hmm. But we were just so excited. You know, she hopped on the industry night. We had a few drinks. We talked about her background, and, she, you know, she introduced the show to us. If you've been following on social, you know that we're actually going to be doing an expansion pack special for the Bartender Rant podcast with the Heard card game. But mm-hmm. that's not all. So that's where the that's where it kind of started, um, you know, with Chandler's side of the story. But it, as we kept talking to her, she says, "Hey, there are these other guys that do this show called the Bard Tender. Um, what's the actual? Just Bard Tenders. Just the Bard Tenders. Okay. Um, bard Bard Tenders, like a scene Bard. bard. Yeah. Tenders. Got it. Okay. Which I didn't understand. If you're not familiar with D and D, you might have been in the same world as me, but um, in the game Dungeons and Dragons, is that right? I've actually. Oh, shut! Uh, is that right? Fuck off! No, I'm dude. actually being dead serious. I actually never know what. No, because yes, it is. To... Du- yes, it is Dungeons and Dragons. I'm actually asking because I didn't know. I, Steve I... has played. He played in my campaign. No, but so everybody he knows. just calls it D and D, and I've uh, listen. There was an acronym. There was an episode of Family Guy where they called it Dungeons and Dice Monsters, and I thought that that was the actual name for the longest time. Then I embarrassed myself. 
And I said There's, that to somebody. So I just want to so make sure you're, you get it right. You're you're a you're a film buff, right? Are you familiar with Tom Hanks' Mazes and Monsters? No. Oh my God, you got to watch it. I'll I, give I won't it a tell try. you about it, but. 80s Tom Hanks, Mazes and Monsters, hilarious. Um, some of his best work, okay. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> when Mike is making movie references, you know we're going on a bad tangent. All right, we are keeping our guest waiting too long, and he's being so patient. So let me no, no, let good. me finish the setup here, the expose, and get us to where we need to kind of kick off this episode. Basically, Chandler, being the lovely person that she is, says, you have to listen to this other show. It is a bunch of bartenders cutting it up about D&D. And it's it's got a, it's a beautiful concept. It really kind of uh, has uh, a good complement to what you guys do. You would enjoy just listening to the bartender piece of it. Um, and so Mike, being you know a really pa- passionate about D and D, was like, "Wow, this is such a cool community. We'd love to you know showcase their show on our pod." So that's kind of what we're doing today. We're going intru- to introduce you guys to Dale Trishman, who is uh, the I'm like kind of the architect of that D&D, the dungeon master the dungeon master of that D mm-hmm. game and then also kind of the driver of that show um and he's going to tell us a little bit about his background in the service industry and then a lot about the show and so um mm-hmm. mike being our resident expert in this category we're going to rely on him to drive the bus and i know that scares a lot of you people out there but i have full faith and confidence in you well, I've been excited for this because so many of the episodes, you know, sports get brought up a lot, and I don't care about that. Sports so ball? now we get some, epi- yeah, sports balls. So now we get some episodes where we get to talk about D and D. I love so it. I'm I really love it. excited. I'm, I'm so ready, ready. I'm to get into it. Ready and eager to learn. I really actually mean that because I love, I love imagination. I love games. I love the idea of those two things collaborating together, um, and the idea of of kind of making podcast friends with this other cool community that likes talking about, you know, bullshitting about the uh, profession of bartending is so cool. So, Mike, take it away. Introduce our illustrious guest for the afternoon. All right. Well, without further ado, here is Dale Trishman. Hey, Dale. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> wow, that was uh, dramatic. <laughs> how you doing, Dale? <laughs> I'm great. Glad to be here. This is exciting. It certainly is. I I appreciate you uh, reining in your uh, excitement for the first <laughs> 12 minutes of dead air that we just put on wax. So thank you. No, not at all. That was highly entertaining. <laughs> he um, has to say that, Peter. Yeah. We're not paying him. We're just holding him at gunpoint. It, it was in the contract I was emailed. So <laughs> Exactly. There it is. That's right. Yeah, so thanks thanks so much for joining us, and uh, let me just to clarify a bit, so essentially, Dale has a podcast called Bartenders with some of his friends, where he is the Dungeon Master, and uh, the, th- the, p- the three people who play it are all bartenders in real life, but then they also play bartenders in the Dungeons & Dragons game. And I've listened to several episodes, and it's it's pretty funny. For somebody who loves D&D and you know, used to be a bartender, it really hits a lot of those spots, so I've really been, jo- been enjoying it so far. That's awesome. I'm super glad to hear that. It's kind of what we were going for when they came to me with the idea. So um, it was back last year around, I want to say June this time, like last year, um, they approached me and they had gotten together with the concept for it. And they were like, you know, we want to do this story where we are bartenders in a D&D world 
doing bartending stuff, but with the magic and monsters and the mayhem that, Mm -hmm. you know, the fantasy world brings to it. Um, But none of them had a a super strong D&D background. So being that, you know, coming from it, like they want to do it as a professional podcast and entertaining story, they're like, we need somebody who knows D&D just a little bit better than us that can help drive us there. So they started asking around to mutual friends and eventually Brandon hit up a mutual friend, Jared, and was like, who do we know that's good at D&D? And he was like, dude, Dale, he's like the D&D guru of our friend group. You need to hit this guy up and get together. So we kind of had like a little audition. Um, So they got together with another friend of theirs and came over to my house one night and we did a one shot where I DM'd for them and all kinds of shenanigans ensued. Uh, John was a turtle, which is like literally a giant turtle man who ended up getting a spell cast on him and got five times his normal size. And Bowser stomped my bad guy and <laughs> took him out in the climactic battle of the one shot. Um, but it was just such a good time. They were like, Dale was able able to keep up with our shenanigans and yeah. stay on pace mm-hmm. with us, and this I know is, that this is, feels like the right fit. I know that had to be nerve wracking because, like every every time you thrust like new friends into uh, existence or even just a job interview, it's always mm-hmm. a little bit you know you you want to play all the notes right, and it's not always easy to do so. But honest to God, man, you had to be pretty like confident, like, ah, I'm going to crush this. I know D&D. This is, this is my wheelhouse, you know? Yeah, I wasn't feeling too bad, but I, like the word audition was being thrown yeah, around, okay. so that, that kind of puts some tension there. <laughs> I was like, man, I feel like I'm having to put on a performance here for these guys a little bit. Uh, but no, it was a good time, and I mean, I knew Brandon for several years at that point, so... Uh, going into it, I was like, I, I know I can write like a good story for these that's guys. Awesome. So, uh, so that's yeah, how so, Bartenders was born. Yeah, and now a year later, we're going strong. Um, we just recorded our sixteenth episode. We've released thirteen, so um, we're getting the content out there and building a good story here. That's awesome. I want to nice. back up yeah. just really quick because I, I, for the people like me, I would really want to understand a few things, right? So, I, obviously, you have the D and D background. Did you have like podcasting experience at all, or you guys kind of had to figure that out as you went along? Uh, not really. I dabbled in uh trying to maybe get a podcast going with a friend. Uh back during quarantine actually we were gonna do something where it was just like an opinion podcast and we were gonna have various topics and we dabbled around with it and hit the little you know roadblocks of technical difficulties and figuring out the structure and disagreeing on direction of where we want to take the show and it just kind of burned itself out and nothing ever really happened with it um but that really what helps a lot is if you yeah, what helps a lot is if you drink every episode. Yeah. It gives you a reason to keep coming back. That is exactly so. <laughs> what we were missing. <laughs> um, no, but that's cool. And, you know, from listening from your podcast, I would have guessed that you had all been friends for quite a while because your rapport is very good and natural. And um, so, and so, Steve, also, because D&D is pretty 
it's out there now. I mean, you know, it's oh it's my in God, the it's, so it's been around for a long time. I, I, I don't mean in exactly, any way. Yeah. I don't mean in any way to uh, belittle it. I I have great respect for. No, it. No, I know you weren't. Bel- I, I know you weren't belittling Mike, it. Mike, you no. know, you know, no one on planet Earth loves games more than I do. Okay, no one. <laughs> there is not a soul that's ever lived. I love games. I wish somebody invited me into the fold of D and D much sooner in my life. But the first person that ever did was you. And then when I would come and play, it was always, you know, it, you guys had a very, you guys time. were, you guys were six weeks into a story Wait. and I was tell, coming in tell, late. Tell, tell everyone your, tell everyone your character's name. All right. So Dale, here's the thing. All right. I, I have, I'm ready. Hit Dale, me. <laughs> I have some, I also have some like D and D PTSD, D and D and mm. DD PTSD. Uh, oh, PTSD and D. That's what there I have. You go. <laughs> there That's what is. I have. Because, um. The first time I ever played with them, I sat down at the table, and the first thing they said is, be as creative as possible. And I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, really? I was like, cool, let's do this. So I was whole hung the halfling, the man whose cock was bigger than his body, okay? Mm-hmm. And I used it as a weapon. And I was also he, incredibly— well, He requested this. That's not I was incredibly sneaky happened. and stealthy, and I could use— um, kind of like Mr. Stretch from the Fantastic Four. I could use my dick for me- like amazing feats. Like I could, I could like grapple down the side of a building if we need to very discreetly like steal a diamond. You know what I mean, or something like that. Um, so there, there were just like different. Li- I couldn't like kill somebody with it, but I could like I could use it as like a tool if that makes sense. And An interrogation tool. There were multiple times <laughs> in the storyline where I felt that I was being imaginative within the parameters set forth for me, and yet I w- con- consistently was thwarted in those <laughs> efforts. So I don't want to get too bogged down here. All right. You but colored. You colored outside of the lines. I definitely kid, colored outside you? the lines <laughs> with my huge cock. Um, but I think the thing, <laughs> I think the thing that I really would love to understand and what I want to get out of this specific recording is some D and D basics, some like crash course entry. Like if I'm sitting down at your table, it's a fresh board, fresh game, mm-hmm. and you're building the world for us as, as the DM, like help me really understand what I need to know going into something like that. Okay. Um one one I have one little commentary yes, about uh the the your character. Uh I had another group that was one of my first like actual big campaigns I ever really got to fully play out from start to finish. And my friend Tyler had Bob the Barbarian and at some point uh when they came across Bob, he was asleep naked in a cave and he stands up and his dick's hanging out. And they go, well, how big is it? So, you know, I go, hey, it's D&D. We're going to roll and find out. So yes. I roll I roll a, a D10, and it rolls an 8. Now, I slip, and I say it's 8 feet, not 8 inches. <laughs> so at that point, Bob the Barbarian canonically had an eight-foot schlong that he <laughs> tied around his waist like Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z with and the you'd, tail. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to because what are you going to yeah. do, drag the thing behind you? Come on. Exactly. So no I just wanted goodness. to put out there that this is not an uncommon scenario in D&D. Clearly it's happened at least <laughs> twice ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but with that, uh, getting into what your actual question was um, – 
exactly that like you come to the table um and you know i like to give a lot of creative freedom to the players to make choices and drive the story um yeah but within reason um you know i think you have to have some limitations of what's realistic or possible albeit your characters are superhuman um because if they're too crazy or things get like too out of hand i feel like you draw yourself into some whole storytelling wise where it's hard to give them challenges to overcome Mm -hmm. and that like that's the true like driving factor of any good story is your protagonists are challenged to overcome something right so like for example my power can't be to change the dimension break the fourth wall of the actual story cut through all the yeah. like come in the back end and like solve the problems right that would yeah your your deadpools and your scarlet witches have yeah. a hard time having a, <laughs> a a good story in D when you're trying to do some collaborative storytelling yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I, well, what are what are some of the character options that's another thing because your the name mm-hmm. of the pod ha- is a great pun and it's perfect but i don't know if everybody even like if that registers mm-hmm. so that might be helpful to so we took some notes from Dimension 20, um, which is a great uh, D&D uh, group. Uh, it, it's through um, uh, College Humor, uh, their yeah. group uh, with uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan. He DMs it for them, and they kind of steer away from the super traditional D&D tropes where it's just all high fantasy and kind of play with reskinning things into different settings and scenarios. So that's the route that we chose to go because I mean, me having been a really long time D&D player now, I've been playing since I was in college and that's been 9 years now um since I've started playing. I've gotten bored with playing the typical high fantasy stuff all the time. So when we were hashing out what we wanted this to be, it was like, wouldn't it be cool if this was more of something like uh, Bright, that Netflix movie with Will Smith, where there was that fantasy world, but times moved on and now it's in a modern era, but you still have dwarves and elves and orcs and dragons milling about. Um, So that's kind of the direction that we took this. And our party is brandon who is a barbarian and a um a monk hybrid and the way that takes shape in our story is back in his high school days he was a blood ball player and he got a knee injury that took him out from being able to you know play professionally but he has kind of a shady background with his family that uh, he got into uh, like a bad situation that caused him to leave his family and look for more, you know, a more peaceful Zen approach. So he goes and finds like a monastery and starts meditation and learning the ways of being a monk. And so kind of like that's the route he went to kind of more modernize what those classes looked like. And then we've got Scott who plays or no, no, or oh, sorry, <laughs> that's a gag. Or an oho, but because he's such a screw up and a goof, it's or an oh no. Um, ah, I like that. <laughs> and he is a, a tiefling, and that's kind of like these guys who are half demonic. They have horns and different colored skin, and so he's got like golden skin and very pretty looking. But he's a rogue, and he 
takes that and like he's a flair bartender he's very dexterous and he throws his bottles around and does tricks and stuff or fails to do his tricks and stuff okay Mm -hmm. uh and then rounding out the party is john who plays alistair trenchscale who's a triton so think uh like a merman but bipedal with two legs and he's got a magic bar spoon that extends out into his full trident that he uses in battle and he's a paladin who worships his uh like divine entity which is the deep who's this like ocean god um and at some point in the story the deep comes to him in a dream and presents himself as basically this like guidance counselor surfer dude and uh kind of like talks him through like a bad nightmare that he had and how his uh anxiety and depression is getting the better of him and he's trying to help him out and working through some stuff the deet reminds me of a uh cook i used to work with oh yeah <laughs> which is very i mean yeah. a, i mean very apropos for a water god um this so this is cool i'm starting to kind of get like uh an idea for like uh, your band of merry fellows do you mm-hmm. as the dm yeah. as the dungeon master do you also play a character is that a weird question i don't know if that it's not a weird question so the role of the dm is really you're playing every other character that's in the story that's not the players so every shopkeeper that they may choose to talk to or i oh, I, I have the whole staff of the tale and the telling, which is the establishment that our characters work at. I play the floor manager. I play the chef and his sous chef. There's a whole other set of bartenders. There's the barbacks. Uh, the owner of the establishment, Gary Puddledust, is a little gnome dude. Puddledust, Gary. Gary Puddledust. Puddle <laughs> what a yep. great name. And you got, you got cougar, cougars that come into the bar. Can you, yep. Hold on, hold on. Do me a favor. <laughs> Tell tell the people what Gary Puddledust looks like. Uh, so he's a a gnome. Um, so you got to think he's like two and a half feet tall, super small dude. He's got wild like gray bushy eyebrows and hair coming off of him, and a wild mustache. And he always comes in on Tuesday nights. That's his night that he comes in to enjoy himself at the tale and the telling and. He's got this uh, weird little tick that happens when he drinks where some sparks fly over his head and weird stuff happens, like magical things appear and disappear. And uh, he comes in and he, give me give me a drink, buddy, and make me a, a good one. You got to test your skill, make sure you're doing a good job around here. <laughs> <laughs> so you get into it that deep. You get all oh, yeah. the full character. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I I think not. It's not requirement, of course. I don't think doing funny voices is a must-have, and I would never impose that on anybody playing a game. But I think for me, doing voices helps get into the character, kind of that method acting kind of thing, and it differentiates it for your players and. You're making a fool yourself, but it makes it more entertaining for them, and that's the most important thing. Oh, especially for the audio of the podcast. Because when you do the different – it helps solidify those different characters in the listener's mind. And you you know what I mean? That voice, you're immediately like, I know exactly who this is, and it brings you back into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Yeah, 
Mike's always been good so, at that. I mean, the one t- what, the one time I played with you and the couple times I've watched, you always are really dedicated to like um, sound effects. You always have them like all loaded up on your computer so that he can be like. <laughs> and then there was a rushing river, and he'll just play, you know, play the water sound. So yeah, it just that. it builds the immersion and it gets people hooked into mm. the story. Yeah, that you're, you're creating the world. It's it's mm-hmm. it's cool. So, um, well, and hold on. I wanted to jump in really quick, ahead. too, just because I know that most people have a general idea of, of what D&D is, um, mm-hmm. even if they've never played it. But essentially, that's what it is. It's basically just a game that you're uh, – it's it's, you used the phrase collective storytelling earlier, mm-hmm. Dale. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. It's like a video game to where there are mechanics and rules that have to be followed, and you roll dice to, just, to determine outcomes. Um, and mm-hmm. the dungeon master is basically orchestra. He's the computer putting this all together and telling you what's happening. Yeah. But essentially, you can do whatever you want within the the bounds of the the game and the it, game mechanics. It's a very open choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Which and what I love about what you guys are doing with um, bartenders is you, you all have a great rapport together, and you guys literally role play out the bartending scenarios yeah. in these different scenes <laughs> even though it's, that's not the whole thing you still go on adventures and you when you guys went to fucking casco oh my god i was cracking up <laughs> instead of costco it's casco yeah it's yeah. <laughs> hilarious so uh, but when you guys are role-playing those scenes where you're bartending and it's just it's it's really really cool and unique and um yeah so something i want to ask is so tell us a little bit about the setting because mm-hmm. like you said you you strayed away from just the generic you know tavern medieval setting and you're looking more towards something different and you know give it a little bit of different flavor so yeah so um the episode one i do a little intro as gary and he talks about um this might be close to verbatim but gone are the days of knights and castles and dragons and now we have dwarves and top knots running microbreweries and i text the honeys on my crystal phone mm-hmm. and um we reside in this um town called freeport which is a coastal town that we kind of loosely based off of the aesthetics of saint augustine florida yeah and it's this old port town that uh, was a colony and they freed themselves and now it's built up this bustling like mercantile city but now it's been modernized so you have all these old buildings that have you know new stuff in it but the fantasy aspect there's a giant banyan tree that's several like hundreds of feet in the air and like the buildings and stuff are built into the base of it and in the Mm, root system and all around it are all these different like establishments and they have a friend who's another tiefling girl, Payheath, who works in a dive bar called the Bloody Wand. Um, so it's just this cool blend of these different things. And then uh, what he was just re- referencing in episode two, they get sent to go on a like errand to go grocery shopping for the uh, bar and go buy stuff from Casco. And they need to get, like, bulk lollipops and ingredients for the restaurant. In the middle of them walking down the aisles, they get attacked and have to do a, a battle in the middle of it. And Oops, uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I know. Episode two. <laughs> um, so so oh, as no, you're describing – hold on. As yeah. you're describing this, it's it's uh, it becomes a – and correct me if I'm wrong. It's a chronological story. Yeah, so it You guys it take... continue to play it out and play it out and play it out and play it out as you go each episode? Yep, exactly. So sometimes it 
you know, you might time skip through a period that nothing interesting happens story-wise, maybe a couple weeks pass or sometimes a few days. And we recently hit a patch where they went to do something and um, they wanted to go talk to some specific people and got kind of pointed in a direction, um, you know, nudge, nudge by me uh, after them asking like, well, you know, where's our next clue basically to kind of figure out where we're going in the story. So we've spent several episodes in one location where uh, at previous points they would go out of town and back in a day in like a single Mm. episode. So it just kind of depends on the pacing of what you're telling. And I feel that's, you know, common even in like movies and TV shows, you know, you're not going to spend 10 episodes watching them travel across the U.S. You flash and there you are. Now you're where you need to be for the story to pick back up. Mm -hmm. Do you guys um, have any expectations as you continue to do this pod Mm -hmm. of um, like closing this particular story or universe and starting another one or starting a new campaign with the same kind of foundation? Yeah, that's a great question um, because with any story, you have to have like a conclusion to it. Um, And when we started this one out, when we originally talked, we kind of just kicked around, oh, we'll keep it short. It'll be like a little, maybe like six, 10 episode thing. And, Originally, that's what I wrote the story out to be, and then I think we got four episodes in, and we were like, no, we're having way too much fun to let this go that quickly, so I've had to do some creative rewriting and restructuring of things to kind of write out that short ending I had originally planned and expand things, so... I've really opened up the story and written in a lot of stuff that their characters had in their backstories and have integrated it into the story and built the conclusion around those things. Um, Surprises, like even for them, that stuff that they don't know that's coming down the road just to keep them on their toes. Um, So there is an end to this story and we haven't discussed quite if, we're going to go to a whole new world after this, or if we want to keep using these characters, but we're honestly quite a bit away from a true ending to this. So there's some time to figure that out still. That's cool. But uh, we have kicked around ideas for other side stories where maybe somebody else will take a turn at DMing and it'll still be in this world and we'll explore some of the other side characters or maybe we'll go back in the past and explore the past of some of these characters and do things like that. Has anybody expressed interest in um, being the dungeon master? Any, any Any of the guys? I think everybody's a little interested in taking a turn at it. Um, now, yeah. especially that everybody's got some more D&D experience under their belt. Um, I know Scott's DM'd quite a bit before, too, and um, we've maybe mentioned him taking a turn at, at least doing like a one-shot or something here soon mm-hmm. just to get a feel for DMing for this particular group. Because um, I always think that's really interesting, too, to see just the different styles that people DM. And no two people do a story the same way. Mm-hmm. No, it's so much fun to, and to, yeah, be able to explore that. I love dungeon, uh, being the dungeon master just cause I, it's a, it's a fun creative outlet for me to where mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong answer. 
and yeah. I've always been into fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's funny. My, my campaign is called Graveport, and it's loosely based on Baltimore. So, and nice, I, yeah. I still play it with with my friends from Baltimore, and they didn't want to play the typical high fantasy as well. They they wanted to be a bunch of dirty scumbag criminals. So that's the campaign I'm running for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I've, I really have enjoyed listening to um, to to the the bartender podcast, and you you can just tell that you guys have such a good time doing it. And that's really why I was excited to reach out to you guys and kind of do this collaboration with you because you, you really, you just, you have fun and um, you can just tell, you know, just by listening that you guys are, are having a good time. So I'm really excited to see where it keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we just recorded again this last Sunday. Um, I know you guys hit me up to uh, do this on Sunday, but I actually drove up to St. Augustine and we spent about i was there from 10 until 8 p.m uh recording so we recorded three new episodes and these episodes are some of my favorite (laughs) episodes that we've done because we're really hitting a stride in the story where the lore has really developed and people's backstories are coming out and some of the role play that happens in these episodes are just really tense and it was really good like people have really gotten the guys i say the people the guys have gotten into their characters and some of the interactions back and forth when I was kind of antagonizing them with some stuff, people like were getting like genuinely invested, and that's my favorite thing as a DM when mm-hmm. you draw true emotional reactions out of people through the storytelling, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's it almost is that lapse where they're not really trying to be their character they just are reacting to what's happening and fully enveloped and engrossed in it mm-hmm. that's that chef's kiss moment <laughs> so th- this is that is a perfect segue to what i was about to ask you anyway okay so, awesome. um first i want to apologize for my nose running like a faucet i've been <laughs> i've been trying to stifle it as much as possible so sorry listeners out there anybody that's like michael with your asmr get over it um <laughs> no uh dale can you just very quickly, each of our other uh, fellow players in this universe, can we just get their real name and their character name just back-to-back back real quick? Yep, so we've got Brandon, who is Richter St. Umbra, okay. uh, previously known as Richter Vagron. Uh, I'll leave you to listen to the podcast and figure out why that is. Uh, then we have Scott, who is Oren Oho. And we've got John, who is Alistair Trenchscale. Okay. So Brandon, John, and – what was the second one? Sorry. Scott. Brandon? Scott. Brandon, Scott, mm-hmm. and John. My mm-hmm. brain is not working today. But <laughs> the reason I say that is because, guys, we're literally going to have all three of them on the show. They have unbelievable service industry experience. They are perfect for the Bartender Rent podcast, our podcast. And we're going to have them come on and tell us a little bit, not just about the bartender, uh, um, you know, D&D series that they're doing, but also about their actual service industry background. Which We're going to run their asses through the gauntlet is what God we're going to do. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I cannot say all their character names now, but Brandon, Scott, and John, get motherfucking ready because we're going to put oh, you yeah. through the gauntlet. For and, sure. and Brandon's character is a bugbear, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. So no, that yeah. So that's that's where this whole collaboration comes in. And you were talking about, of course, having to create all these other, you know, create the the world and the characters that they interact mm-hmm. with. Um, which, by the way, for anybody who has never DM'd or who doesn't, you know, has never played Dungeons and Dragons, being a dungeon master is it's a lot of work. I yeah. mean, it really is. Like you, if especially if you're creating the story, you have to create the entire story. You have to know what they say when they run into a, a new room or when they meet this new person, and then you're players are always assholes and they want to go and fuck with stuff yep. like well what do i find here well who's well, what's here and you've got to like make shit up on the fly and then you got to keep track of it all and it's just it's a lot so when you find somebody like dale that puts a good story together and can run it smoothly and to where it's enjoyable to play and to listen to that's it's it's a really cool thing so i think you guys are really i'm, I'm excited to keep listening and see like you said as as your character, uh, the, the players get more and more invested in their characters, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that, I think that's really cool. That's and, um, ad- yeah, additionally, um, we were talking about potentially Steve and I getting to maybe come and be a part of your podcast and do like a cameo. At oh some yeah. Point in I, time. I actually brought that up to John recently. I have an idea, uh, that I kicked to him, uh, how we could do that. I think would be a really fun way for you guys to get involved in it. I really I, think I, already I have, really think Whole Hong, I, the halfling, and Bob, the barbarian, could hit it off. I really do believe that. I I already have my character created, depending on what, but depending on what your requirements are, I already have. Yeah, I'm gonna have to my go back to the, created. So I'm gonna have to go back to the create the you know the drawing board. But I, I think you're you good. Know, I think you Michael. should still reappear as Whole Hong, the half. Maybe, the halfling. maybe we'll see. Absolutely, I'll, we'll see. But I, you know, I'm actually also glad, Michael, that you brought this up because one of the things I wanted to ask you, Dale, is of all of these un- unsung little characters that you get to play mm. as the DM. Is there any of them that you really have a big heart for? Like the the bar back at, at mm. uh, Tales and Tellings or just some other ancillary character that really you feel like breathes some color into this whole universe? Yeah, uh, there's a standout NPC whose name is Alphonse. And um, I, I can't tell you... a crazy amount about alphonse because it would spoil some stuff but alphonse listen to the show people hit the bartender podcast the bard (laughs) tender podcast but uh alphonse has a little bit of a lisp and uh he and orange don't get along too well because orange kind of a dick to him and thinks he knows his shit but he doesn't Is that a is that a is that a Cartman impression okay. right there? Poor Alphonse. They're so they pick on Alphonse a lot. Oh, yeah, son. I'll give <laughs> all the Alphonse I can get. Right, so we do a little intro thing uh, to like to do an actual icebreaker to our episodes, and somebody comes up with a question that they ask, and everybody answers as their character. Since I have so many, the guys usually choose characters for me to answer as, and Scott. 90% of the time makes me answer as Alphonse because that's his favorite NPC and in game out of game he loves to harass Alphonse. <laughs> that's great. That. No, and so speaking of the the characters and everything as well. Um so uh Brandon and John have both been bartending for quite a, a long time in in real life. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and then Scott is relatively new to the bartending scene. Right, so he's kind of like the the middleman between me and John and Brandon as far as like skill level. He has some actual professional experience doing it, but not quite nearly as much as Brandon and John. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. cool that there's a mix. You know, you mm-hmm. almost and, don't 
you almost don't want everybody to be entry level or super veteran. You know, you need yeah. to have a well, little, and they, little more perspective. And they play those characters like that too. That's, like yeah. Scott in the is, is like his character is newer to the to the service industry. And it, it I would imagine it does help that you have uh, history in um, in the service industry as well that probably gives you a lot of the insight to be able to to you know, have a good back of the house and front of the house for the characters to interact with. Yeah. So I worked in restaurants for three years before my current career path where I'm on, where I work in finance now. Um, but yeah, so I was a line cook at one restaurant and then I moved to another one and became a kitchen supervisor. So I have at least like the knowings of like the in and outs of an establishment. The ecosystem. And how that, exactly. And the, the terminology. So I can hold my own enough when mm -hmm. brand, especially Brandon likes to hit me with some heavy bats occasionally with some terminology or tries to call me out when I I'm trying to eke by a little, uh, you know, call out, like I introduced a, a wine or something and he started trying to press me for the notes of it and what, <laughs> what went into it. And I'm just trying to fudge my way through it as best as I can and get away with it. And, uh, he, he catches me out, but then there's other times where, you know, I do a bit of homework beforehand, and I'll hit them with something, and I catch the sideways looks of, damn, all right, Dale, Dale did some research. Um, there's a... <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Sorry, go, go, on, go, go for it, go for it. That's a good DM right there. <laughs> I was going to say... That, yeah, that's and that's the reverse side of it. So, because one of the guys that plays in my campaign now, he's DM for me before, and he's still bartending. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, it was Brian. It was he was been on the yeah. podcast, and he was a DM for me. And we went to a tavern, and I'm jokingly, jokingly, I'm like, "What's on the menu?" And he had all like an entire menu laid out with drinks and appetizers. <laughs> so it, it is funny to see kind of the different, like you said, the different backgrounds of what different dms focus on so yeah. but no you're yeah you, sorry go on Steve. i've been trying to sneak in a dm joke this entire time and and there and, and i cannot come up with something good but i i think the only thing to really <laughs> say is that just like a bad dm in your inbox is something that you don't want a bad dm in this fucking game can just ruin your mm. universe can ruin the entire setup, man. It really just it just uh it, it puts a wet blanket on a on a hot fire. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th three out of five. Three out of five yeah. on that one, Steve. More of a metaphor than anything. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Okay. No, but um uh, listen, I'm so excited to do this, Dale. I, I just feel like uh this is such a creative concept to bring people the bartending business and mm -hmm. this crazy industry. And I think it's cool that these guys have, you know, they have this background in the bar business, in the restaurant business, but they want to, they want to share it with people in a different way, which is kind of what we're trying to do. But they're using, they're using their imaginations and this beautiful storytelling and this whole new world that you guys are creating together to bring it to people. And so I just, I love that. I think that we mm -hmm. kind of have a very common goal. We're just trying, we're both reaching that peak in a different way. And yeah. um, I think that that's a beautiful thing. So I'm, I'm really excited to work with you guys and help promote your show. And I, I, I can't wait to start listening more. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, just like our show teaches, uh, we, we do try to teach some of our listeners how to be better customers, like how to be yeah. like, like some of the bar etiquette and the ins and outs. I think that your show is going to teach me how to be a better D&D &D player. And then maybe <laughs> next time I play with Mike and, and the boys, oh. they don't 
get as frustrated with some oh, of my yeah. antics. But. We're going to get you guys on the show, and we'll run you through my gauntlet. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bring it on. Um, Bring it on. But uh, <laughs> you just reminded me, um, I did want to throw out there that uh, another one of the things that really did get bartenders going was uh, they started playing D&D um, with some of their industry friends during covid and that was part of their you know mental escape and yeah getting away from what was going on in the world and even for us now you know it's maybe once a month that we're able to get together with our schedules because we're all working full-time too um but you know it's that mental escape get away from life for a little while have some fun hang out with your friends eat some food in between the game and we're also trying to use this to help promote like mental health awareness and yeah. you know um we're trying to do partnerships with people and put out resources for mental health awareness especially for industry workers because it's like I I didn't do it for a long time, but those three years I did it, it's rough. You're it's a run down, you're exhausted. It's a grind. Some days are <laughs> tough mentally dealing with you know, like you're talking about helping people be better customers. Sometimes you get that one customer who really puts you down and it can really tax on your, you know, your mental health. So it's something that we're passionate about with doing with bartenders too. I, I really appreciate that and we connect with that too because uh I mean, we, Mike and I maybe don't uh, specifically speak about mental health enough, but we have both been in the industry um, long enough and, and to an <laughs> intense enough degree that we mm-hmm. see how substance abuse can really become rampant in this industry. You know, you're working long hours. There's alcohol everywhere around you. There's mm-hmm. no easier place to find a drug in America than in a kitchen. In any kitchen, seriously, and yeah. it becomes really easy to self-medicate, and and um, it's a hard business, right? It's a hard business dealing, you know, managing other people's expectations every day, and that customer can be all kinds of different uh, persons. So I'm I'm right there with you. We I think mm-hmm. have a deeper um, goal that we're trying to accomplish here, um, but along the way, we're trying to use this as a tool for kind of our Mike and I's own mental health for sure. It's Mm -hmm. been an unbelievable way for our friendship to not just blossom, but stay connected as Mike's in Kansas and I'm in Baltimore and our guests are all over the place. And so um, it's incredibly cathartic. And, and I I hope it's, I hope it is the same type of experience, uh, not just for your listeners, but our listeners, um, whether they're in the industry or not, that they can can kind of, check out for a little bit and connect with us. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say that the, be- the coolest part of this entire um, process has been the community that's been yeah. being built. Just like me, you know, Chandler finding us and uh, talking to her and then getting turned on to your community. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, you know, especially just even with D and D, I mean, that's why I still play with my friends back in, in Baltimore. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, you want that community. You want to be around people that you have, you know, that you like and you share common interest in. So, yeah, and I think you guys, uh, I think, I think what you guys are doing is is definitely on that path. And if, especially when you check out your website, you can see that you guys do, you know, have um, more that you're trying to get out there than just the podcast, uh, like you said, with uh, just the mental health awareness and everything else. So I think that's really cool. 
I, I honest to God think we could have done this recording a hundred times and not had a better conclusion than what just happened right there. I mean, I, I sincerely mean that. I'm not being hyperbolic. I feel like we really put a nice button on that there. But before we wrap this thing up and, and shut it down, obviously we, you know, we have more collaborations coming up with the bartenders. Um, we're really excited to interview Brandon, Scott, and John. But Dale, just quickly for everybody, tell the people how they can find you, where they can find you, all of the different channels, whether that's your website or just where you guys are posting, and maybe some uh, information on the new episodes coming up. Yeah, for sure. So our website is bartender.com. Uh, you can listen to the podcast everywhere that you want to stream, um, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, SoundCloud is on there. Uh, we're bartenders on Instagram and How Twitter. How do you spell and that again? B a r d t e n d e r dot com. Uh, so bartender, but with the D in there. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, new episodes. Uh, we're doing them bi-weekly. Um, so every two weeks, you've got a new episode of the Tale and the Telling, which is the main story. And then in between those, we do a more of uh, something kind of like what you guys are doing, where it's more of like a chat podcast, and we talk about different topics, gaming, uh, mixology, cocktails. Um, so we lean more into John and Brandon's strength on those uh, when they start getting into uh, the mixology stuff. But that's called the Mixing Glass. Um, so we do that on the off weeks of the tale and the telling. That's killer. That's killer. I love that you guys are developing some other uh, kind of concepts uh, along mm -hmm. the way. You know, I think that's kind of where we were maybe 15 to 20 episodes in where we really started to try to do some of the other things like Tits and Tito's and, you know, the Boilermaker tapes and really try to offer people like, you know, other concepts for what they were listening to because, you know, for every – person that wants to listen to a great episode of the bartender rant podcast might be more interested in an episode of the bard tenders um and just and then that fantasy storytelling so mm -hmm. dale it has been an absolute pleasure my friend i am very excited in the uh near future to get down to florida and meet you guys but thank you so much for opening up this world and um and and really helping us set up this new collaboration we're excited to interview all the rest of the guys and, and just kind of see um, how these uh, two universes coincide. I really, I can't <laughs> wait to be on the show. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to be insufferable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Right, um, yeah, guys, it's been a great time. I uh, just want to thank you guys for having me on. Um, this was a blast. Um, I love talking D and D and getting to mix some of the service industry background into it and, talk about the history of the show so far has been awesome all right yeah absolutely thanks yeah i can't wait to, i can't wait to take your gauntlet man i really yeah. can't <laughs> right to the face <laughs> <laughs> all right guys um hey if you liked this please go on listen to a couple episodes of the bartender rant podcast it's some incredible storytelling very imaginative stuff and a good reprieve from mike and i talking and don't we all need a little bit of that god damn it all right. Um, as always, fuck off. And another one. Three, two, one.
All right. Hopefully that'll do the trick. Yeah. So then, Steve, whenever you're ready, you can just. Uh, what a difficult task! Three white guys clapping on rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> All right, save it for the podcast. <laughs>